guys. Well, hello. Okay, I've got really big news for you guys. We're gonna talk about it, but you got a you got a big one. Well, yeah, duh. Um, we need to do the giveaway for last month. Good, I got. And I that got actually my name reminds me. I don't know who the giveaway sponsor is for the month of February. However, we do know that it was TSO products in January and they were giving away a hundred dollar credit to tsoproducts.com to be used on any items on their website. And guess what guys, I have our random wheel of names drawing ready to go. The highest Ooh. amount of entries ever. How many? 384. That's nice. wicked. Wicked. Hey, now how many the, for the eighty month, eighty dollar a month, uh, journeyman? Right. Yes. What? How they get what five, six entries? Five. Five. Wow, that's awesome. Five. Wow. We're going to talk about that. But for those of you that are listening to this and don't know, this is your first time to the Green Suiters Podcast, the woodworking podcast. Um, we do monthly giveaways for our patrons. And it's only for patrons. And we have all these great sponsors that decide to give gift cards and gift certificates and all these great things uh, as a way to say thank you to you. Now, when you become a patron, whatever level you are at, that is how many entries you automatically get into the monthly giveaway. You don't have to do anything. You just need to sign up and enjoy life like everybody else. Yeah, we're not so, like HGTV. You don't have to go out there and register every day. You don't right. have to do that. No follows, <laughs> no nothing. And even the floor sweepers get, that's where it stats, right? Floor sweepers mm -hmm. get one entry. That's yes. right. But the ones that sign up, I never get that on Patreon. People can sign up free. I don't get it either. You, you can restrict it, but yeah. I've actually thought about, well, let's talk about that when we get done with this. Because that I was just having that thought today on my own Patreon. Because mm. I'm going to be starting one soon. I've already started my page. We are we we are going to draw our lucky winner, and then we have some big news to talk about on Patreon. And I have not shared this with you guys. So, without further ado, let's spin the wheel and see who the lucky winner is. I should probably be screen sharing when I do this for those that right. want to watch and think that we're cheating. Break is it? the deal. Spin the wheel. You've got to be kidding me. No way. Leather by Dragonfly. No way. No way. Yeah. No. Yeah. As long as it's Michelle, not Patrick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's the caveat. Well, congratulations, Michelle. Michelle. You yes. have won a $100 <laughs> gift card to wow. uh, TSO products. I don't think they've ever won a giveaway before. No, I don't think they have either. They, they, they participated. they've given away a lot. Yeah, they've given away. Oh, they've given away they, tons. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Well, Patrick will be happy that Michelle is going to get some cool tools yeah. from TSO products because yeah. why would we ever it's... let Patrick use that? Hey, Patrick, when you do use that gift card, you can use my affiliate link to do that. Use half of Jason's and the other half. You, of you know, he got it first. <laughs> well wow. played. Well played, Mr. Sedgley. Well played. Yeah, you get, baby. You get the commission on that one. Yeah, baby. It's this well, new cool. hat I got. It's my lucky hat. Yeah. My lucky toque. Thank Congratulations. you, Congratulations. Hold on. Let me take a picture of this. Maybe I'll post it to our to our Instagram, and then people will believe that we do these drawings legitimately. Um, okay. That's enough of that. TSO Products, huge thank you. Uh, and Thanks. then everybody, we will let you know 
uh, when we know what the February giveaway is. I, I want to actually try to find somebody new this time. I think that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. Let's get somebody new in the mix. You know what I mean? Okay. Big news. Are you ready? Yes. We have no two way. new journeymans. Get the heck out. Two, you gotta be kidding two, me. two new ones. Does that mean we're up to like not not the previous two, Mr. Craig Brzezinski and and John? We have two new ones. Whoa, hold on a second. Let me get up off the floor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I the... know about one. We discussed one, didn't we? No, this is new, isn't it? We have Corey. Very new. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. Corey. Yes, Corey from what was his Black Goat? Uh, Black Goat Woodworking. He is upgraded. Wow. To the nice. journeyman tier. Nice. So he's our newest one. What's today's date? Today's the fifth. Yeah, we record. I just want to make sure I don't miss anybody because we do have some new patrons. Fantastic. And they signed up. Let's see. 28th, 29th. That was. Uh, well, no, I should have. I should have caught them 28th and 29th. I think I said Brian Strawbridge last week. Yeah. The guys. Yep. We met you at, said okay. him. Yeah. And uh, Darren Cundiff. Yeah. Yep. So we we uh, shouted them out. But we had a new patron sign up at 5.13 p.m. today. Whoa. So literally is. right before I sat down at my computer, wow. I opened it up and I'm like, who is this wonderful human being? And his name is Mr. I hope I pronounced this right. Ken Meinhart. Meinhart. W welcome, you, Ken. Welcome. How do you spell the last name? M-E-I-N-H-A-R-D-T. Think I got it? Meinhardt. Meinhardt. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Our newest yeah, journeyman. So, guys, now we have four people in the running now. Four That's people. Awesome. Well, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Journeyman. We have Anjan. We have Greg. Corey. We have the Brzezinski's. Yep. Right? Who's the other one? Ken. He signed up for the $80 a yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Our newest four. Our what? newest patron yeah. signed up for journeyman. That's awesome. Which is what's oh, really cool wow. is that it's Where's not an live? upgrade. This is a new patron. Where's he live? Uh I don't know. When I hear Sedge say his name, it sounds like he's from up north. I don't know. Let me see. Mine hot. He's like mine hot. Uh mine hot. I don't know. Doesn't have an address. Oh, speaking of that, well, yeah. God, I keep I keep getting sidetracked. Uh, thank you so much, Ken, and everybody else, all of our other patrons. This is fantastic. We have four people that are in the running right now. Currently, uh, this is a reminder for anybody that doesn't know: if you sign up at our journeyman or our uh, master levels, our two highest tiers, you'll get entries into a random drawing in which me, Ronnie, and Sedge will all come whether by car or flight or whatever to your shop, hang out with you for an entire day, take you to dinner, eat wings, drink adult beverages. Wingies. And have a great time. Wing wingies. 
So if you want your chance to win that, uh, then consider signing up for one of those. Plus you get all the other great benefits. Um, but enough of all that. I, I want to say something. Nicole has created, based on our last conversation that we had, Nicole has created a, it's like a Microsoft uh, data sheet or whatever. That's what she likes to use. Um, we are going to be emailing that out. Matter of fact, by the time people are listening to this, they should have already seen the email because I believe it's going out tomorrow. All we would ask is that people fill that out. It'll take you two minutes, maybe. Um, and something that we are going to do is we are going to send a uh, care package randomly to somebody that that fills that out. Uh, and Nicole will handle that and uh, we'll draw that that person. But as a thank you. So the whole purpose of this, Ronnie had this uh, really good idea. And, and Patreon's great, but you can only get so much information out of Patreon and you can, you're at the will of whether or not they want to uh, share it. Now it's the same thing with this form, this survey, uh, so to speak, that Nicole is going to be sending. Um, yeah, but it's just for our data purposes and it's going to allow us to know where the majority of our uh, audience is. Uh, I think it might even, it might ask age. I don't know. It's, it's very, very basic. Um, what, what they listen to the podcast on the most, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or something else and whatever that is. So just a couple of questions. It's going to really help us uh, moving forward. And it's going to really help us have a good idea of where we might be able to do yeah. Green Suiters Con. Con. con yes. Con, Green con, Suiters Con. 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 con, con, con you know, in... For me, what, what what really sparked the idea for me was that I'm regularly talking and interacting with people on Instagram or like YouTube and they'll drop a little thing of, oh, I'm a green suitor. And I didn't even know it. I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And I want to be aware of every one of our patrons and what their screen names are. Some mm -hmm. people I know who they are, but I don't know their screen name. So I would like Paris Proof Furniture would be an example. Yep. You know, you, that would be an example. It's like, I know yep. him, but did I know that was his screen name? So yep. I want to be very familiar with that um, because it's important. Mm. That's another perk. I want to make sure when there's a comment and it's a green suitor that I'm taking care of them. Yeah, right, it's uh, the right place. I'll, I'll tell you, people walk up to me at shows and go, hey, I love your podcast. I go, oh, Festival Shop. Oh, no, the green suitors. I'm a patron. And it just, I go, What? And I'll tell you right now, so many people have asked the the pot. They just love our podcast, and I'm like, wow! It's it's awesome. you never know who you're talking to or who's listening. Like mm -hmm. today, Travis was in. Travis goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm a patron. He 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 had a conversation with someone because they were listen. He was listening to it, and they could hear it. And they go, who's that? They go, oh, a bunch of knuckleheads that I know. <laughs> you know, he loves. Right. Before, he never ever listen to podcasts and then he heard one green suitors on the way home from something because i had mentioned it to him he became a patron i think the next week and yeah. he listens to every single daggone podcast and, and after he's that won first, two giveaways and he's won two giveaways come yeah. on back to back come on travis two, two months come in a row yeah and he's awesome. he's not at one of the higher tiers he's he doesn't get as many entries but he won two weeks in a row or two months in a row yeah he's crazy so yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really, really good. You know, we, we talk about, or we say we're a uh, green suitors con as kind of a joke, right. But at the same time, it's kind of not right. So we, 
we really do want to plan an event, uh, kind of like what, you know, Jason Hibbs just did, uh, bourbon moth down in, uh, uh, Tennessee, Nashville. right? Nashville, Nashville. We've, yeah. Just Guys, for we've his talk- patrons. We've been talking about it though, mm-hmm. for like almost oh, yeah. a over year. a year. Yeah. Over yeah. a year. We want to do it. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to anger anybody because we do it where in Ohio, you know, yeah. Or- yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's got to understand, like we, we can't do it every, in every state. Like we have to choose a centralized location. It's likely that it's going to be somewhere in this area. If people choose, they want to come great. If they can't, I mean, but there's, we, at some point we just got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the turnout will be great. I'm, I'm getting a lot more jazzed. I think the reason why I'm getting a lot more jazzed on my own Patreon like trying to start putting more emphasis and focus over there, you know, same thing, like raffling off the opportunity for me to come out and help design their shop or, you know, make changes to it or whatever the case is. It's because of this Patreon. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. just such a fun community. And oh my God. It is. we been, have the discord right now. Yes. We, yeah. we have discord and people, I don't think people take advantage of that and they should. I get on there. Yeah. I think, three, four times a week just to listen to the chatter on there and see what mm-hmm. everybody's talking about. I check awesome. it at least once a day, sometimes yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think I feel like it's a safe place to ask questions without getting um, social ridiculed to also, you know, sometimes you put in people are like, what do you mean you idiot? Right. And I yeah. see a lot of people like using it for um, asking process questions or tool questions without being beat up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, that's yeah, open that's, to everybody for those for those listening. Yeah. That's open to every single tier. Uh yeah. You get access to Discord. So yeah, exciting. Um, I think actually, Ronnie, you had mentioned like knowing the handles and all that stuff. One of the one of the things that Nicole did put in there is like what their Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, if they have a YouTube channel, what that is. So that's good. um if you're listening to this right now, everybody, and you have you saw the email and you uh said, I'll do it later, you forgot, or you decided not to do it, we would ask, please, uh, that you fill out that data. A couple minutes, we'll put you in a drawing for a random prize. Um, yep. But we'd, we'd appreciate it greatly. Wow. Having Nicole on board, man. She's organizing us, huh? Oh, she's oh. killing it. Like She's awesome. Shout yeah. out to Nicole. Yes. Yeah. New. We got all of our new stickers. We got Those are all going to... Those are going to start going out in the mail here soon to to patrons. Oh, if you're a patron and you are going to WorkbenchCon, don't ask us for a sticker because we're sending you one in the mail. <laughs> but you don't also, get a, you don't get more than one. If you Ooh. haven't gotten your tickets to WorkbenchCon, use Ooh. our discount code yep. Green Suiters, all one word, word. Yep. and you save I think eight hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, they basically 50, pay you to to go. Yeah, yes. they pay you to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God, can you guys on, believe man. that that's in a couple of weeks? I know. I can't believe it. it I was it just uh, doing the schedule with Chris this morning for Festival Live. For uh, we're out, we're scheduled out. I think till mid-April right now. And he goes, "Oh, you're not going to be here that week." I go, "I'm not going to be at WorkbenchCon." He goes, "Oh, cool." He can't. He he can't make it this year because he's getting married in a couple of weeks, and he wants to have enough. You know, money for the honeymoon. I went. Come on, yeah. he's not going. Come... Really? No, Chris isn't going. Big D ain't either. Man, I went to IWF like two days after my child was born and got COVID. 
right? Like, <laughs> come on. That just sounded so wrong. I forgot about that. You're, it's 100% true, it's though. That's before I met Nicole, and I was just imagining you're like my wife. When I get home, she's going to be oh so glad God. that I'm home, and I'll be like, um, I've got to stay away from you and the family. I'm going to the basement. <laughs> Bye. Was that a... Was all of that just a weird time, that whole COVID thing and oh, staying so away odd. from people? And I, I just had it again, and I stayed away from people. Marianne and I both got it together. Well, the funny thing is, is that nothing is real. Like, okay, a lot has changed, right? A lot has changed in the sense that, uh, you know, you have COVID. People are like, eh, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, no one's wearing masks everywhere anymore. It's like now when you see somebody wearing a mask again, you're kind of like, look at that weirdo. So that's kind of like back to normal. But it still gets treated like you have the damn plague. Uh -huh. It's like, I have COVID. Like, no. It's like, look, I've had COVID at least once. I'm pretty sure I've had it two or three times. But I think I've like, had it two or three. I've had it. I've none, had of the, none of the times it was, it was bad. Like, sure, I was tired for like a day. But it wasn't, to me, it wasn't any like worse than like a bad flu. Right. Mm -hmm. And still, that's the way it is now. But... It's still because it's associated with that time yeah. where, you know, mm -hmm. all the zombies were walking around outside yeah. of the apocalypse. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that's ever going to change. I don't think it is either. Because like yeah. if I had the flu, okay. If I went somewhere right now and I said, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. I've got the flu. People would be like, oh. Yeah. No big deal. If I said, yeah, I'm not feeling good. I have COVID. Oh, They're wait, like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're out in public? Get so, out of here. It's the so, famous flu. It's the flu that was famous. Yeah. You, remember, you remember when I tested? It was that Saturday after I finished making that chili, right? And we were having everybody over. And it was really funny. I go, Mary, I'm going to test. And she goes, go for it. So for about two hours after that, I tested right away. And it, it came up positive. We started canceling everybody, canceling everything. And then I go, do you want me to wear a mask? She goes, I'm not. Yeah, would you? And then two hours later, she tested positive. The masks were off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were finding out policies where she works or where I work, and no one knew. And yeah. she goes, Don't and she goes, I can go in right now, but I know yeah. she had it bad because I think this was the second time in 15 years she called in one day sick. Mm. Yeah. And she goes to work at 4 30 in the morning. I mean uh, five o'clock. We went, you know, she wakes up at 4 30. It was it was crazy. And I was like, what is going on? But you know what? I did my due diligence. We didn't want to get anybody else sick. And uh, it hit me pretty good. I was tired for two days, got a ton of sleep. And then uh, I was symptom free and tested negative. So yeah. it's just, I've, it's that weirdness to it that yeah. people are like, you're contaminated. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I think it's exactly what you said, Jason. It's no big difference than a flu or COVID. Well, it is it's because flu. you can catch that flu just as quick as you can catch COVID. Yeah. Yep. There's been two times that I've felt dead, like tired, just run down for a couple of days. And I was just completely sure I had it. I even got the test out. I'm like, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. And then it came up negative. And I was like, no, I know I had it. I know I had Come it. on. <laughs> I had I'm it. Like, no, the way I felt the last two days, I was like, wanted to show Kelly pity points. Look, I've got it. But I didn't. <laughs> You said, you, Ronnie. You said that uh, COVID is the famous flu. Mm -hmm. COVID, COVID, uh, COVID is the Taylor Swift of diseases. I thought yeah. about that when I said it. That's I was what it is. Thinking. That's it how was big like, it is. It just, it just, it's, it's taken, it's taken on such a life of its own. People have forgotten that people have always died from the flu. People You're with right. compromised immune systems, and 
elderly people with the flu has killed them. That's not a new thing. It's funny. I remember when Kelly, you know, she, when she had cancer, they told her, um, to wear a mask everywhere she goes, because mm -hmm. they said, if you got the flu, it would kill you right now where your immune system is. And I remember Kelly was like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm like an idiot. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't right. wear one. But I remember how, you know, crazy that was to wear a mask. But, but even at that time, if you, if you had that flu strain, it could kill you if you were compromised mm -hmm. in any way healthy. And COVID was the same way. But I think some people became confused and they're like, no, COVID's killing people. I know somebody who died from it. I'm like, well, there was people that died from the flu before, but the media just wasn't covering it the way they are now. The same way they do shark attacks every summer. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. think that everybody's getting attacked by a shark. <laughs> and they say you have more of a chance of dying from a deer hitting you than being attacked by a shark. <laughs> and we don't hey. walk through forest and go, is a deer going to run yeah. into <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, Hey, Is there a deer around? <laughs> I love the footage that they show all the time down in Florida where the sharks are between the bathers and the shore. All the time. And there's a lot of them. And by and the way, know, that's happened forever. Always. We always. just didn't have drones. We didn't have drones exactly. and helicopters to capture it. But it's always went on. But uh -huh. it's it's amazing how the media and movies, you know, they said before Jaws, people were, did not have a fear of sharks before Jaws. They didn't think about it. It just because it doesn't happen. It is such a rarity to be attacked. And when they do, they are attacked. It's a mistake. You know, sharks don't mean they don't want to eat people. Just sometimes it happens to take a leg off That's, when they're just exploring. Yeah. It's like a dog. You know, like a little dog is like biting on you. That is yeah. still a killer movie to watch it as is. many times as i've watched it oh my god it's awesome it is it, it does awesome. give you a fear of what's in the what's in the oh, water i still jump when that damn head comes out at the beginning in that rat you remember yeah, yeah. man oh, i jumped yeah. out of my seat when i was a kid and even today i know what's coming i know it's coming boom the head floats out and i shit my pants it's awesome <laughs> That movie terrified me when I was my first time I saw it. Gosh, it's scary. I was always but, terrified of of the ocean because you know you can't go underwater and open up your eyes and see anything. It's just blackness in the distance, and you're like, a shark is going to come bite me in half in any second, or I'm going to get stung by a jellyfish. I was terrified. I yeah. When I was when I was running and um and I wanted to do a triathlon at one time. I used to run marathons and I wanted to do a triathlon. I did a bike leg and a triathlon on a team for a couple of them, but ocean open swimming, Ooh. okay, is fun, but it's dangerous because you get to go out of ways. Mm -hmm. And if you go a half mile, three quarters of a mile, I'll tell you what, it's a workout. And, and then uh, it, it looked like it's Sedgley the seal out there. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm Sedgley the seal, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. It is exhilarating because you have that fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I mean, I can go in a pool. I used to swim at Bally's all the time uh, and do laps. Uh, boy, and, and boy, when I was swimming back then, I was lean. It was fantastic. That is, I think, one of the best cardio workouts for me. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, I don't do it anymore. But that open Ocean swimming is exhilarating. So yeah. uh, I I used to do it. Oh, it was fun. The only time I've ever done any sort of like swimming like that in the water, uh, my you know, mine is just like going to your knees. 
at the beach, you know, having fun or whatever. Uh, Nicole's dad used to uh, live in Tampa. And so we would always, or not always, but the couple of times that we went out there, we went out and, and swam. And I actually said, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and swim a little bit. And I did. And I was terrified at first. Um, but guess what? I'm still here to talk about it. I didn't yeah. die. As scary as it is, it's like when you look at the odds. And I saw it not long ago. There were some funny ones in there. I mean, it was like attacked. It was some of the things would never happen to you on land. And it was like you still have more of a chance of that happening than a shark. But just you feel like it happens all the time. Yes. It's always on the news, especially in the summer, especially in July and all those. But yep. It's, it's sensationalized. Well, it, I've got a theory that a lot doesn't happen in July because people are on vacations. And I think the news, they have in a little file folder. They're like, okay, we need to have some filler for content. Let's pull the shark stories. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? We had a nibble in New Smyrna Beach. They got three stitches, but it is a shark attack and we are covering it nationally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Gosh. But yeah, it's, I, I guess it's good to have the fear though. But you know what? I no longer have a fear of. What's that? Cutting dovetails by hand. Oh, yeah, awesome. baby. You're an animal. Because that's what I did today instead of being smart and packing for my trip tomorrow like I should have been. But where are you, where are you going? I am going to Delaware. Delaware. Like Wayne's World. Delaware. I will be at uh, Felder, USA tomorrow oh, okay. and Wednesday. And then I come back on Thursday. Gotcha. And so today I was like, oh, I just need to like tie some things up and uh, finish some stuff. And I was like, I was going to do a video today. And then I realized that my dates were screwed up and I've actually already got a video coming out next week. So I'm like, well, let's just not even worry about it this week. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out in the shop and I'm going to, I'm going to try cutting some dovetails. And I tried the first time. Oh, I've got terrible news for you too, said you're going to, you're going to be so sad. Um, I tried the first one. It was awful. Absolutely awful. Actually, I, I take that back. I tried three total. Mm -hmm. The first one I quit very quickly. You know why? Because I grabbed some scrap of white oak. And white oak is not fun to try to cut dovetails. Um, cutting the wood was fine. As soon as I needed to start chiseling stuff out, I was like, this is just snapping everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. So I went and grabbed some poplar, mm, poplar that I had and um, started the second one, went through the whole process. It just turned out awful. Uh, I split the wood. Uh, it was just not good. <laughs> I didn't use any kind of guide or anything like that. It was all just freehanding. They were all crooked. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try using uh, Jonathan's jig, uh, Jonathan Casamosa's yep. uh, dovetail jig. And I've, I have two of them. I've had them for a very, very long time. And aside from just, you know, messing around every once in a while using it, I've never truly used it. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell I you what. I love it. That freaking second one that I did, it's the yep. best one I've done so far, but hands yep. down, without question. Lines were straight. Cuts were clean. Um yep. Yeah, I barely had anything that I needed to uh, clean up with the chisel. And speaking of chisels, uh, Sedge, brace yourself. You may want to uh, be sitting down for this. I thought you were going to say. I dropped uh -huh. 
one of my brand new blue spruce dovetail chisels on the floor. Like the, the first time I grabbed it, I grabbed a smaller one. I think it's the Mm. eighth inch one that I grabbed. No, I'm sorry. Quarter inch. I grabbed the quarter inch one because I was like, Oh, I, I need to, I need something a little bit smaller. Sure enough. Sure enough. Dropped it. Nicked the, the little corner Mm. of the blade or the chisel itself. I was so, and you need it's those barely corners. noticeable, but it's noticeable. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you need those corners you, to get in those dovetails. Whenever yeah. you do that, you pick it up, and if you rub it like really fast, like the as soon as you pick it up, it'll go away. <laughs> yeah, I uh, or yeah, you put it, you Lick put it in the mail. The, it things uh, go away uh, when you rub it. Really sharpening fast. service. You've got to yeah, that's what yeah. you got to do. So kind of a bummer, but. It is what it is. At least it wasn't the one that I actually used the most. I don't even so, think I used that small one again after that. But so I have a question on that. Seven inches. Well, the, the, oh, sorry. So how does he that work that. with? How does that work when you re resurface that? You just lose that width because it's a tapered end, right? It's like shaped. The dovetail ones are kind of shaped like a triangle. Correct. Yes, but I'd have to look at the very leading edge. I know that's a good question. You that actually lose question. you lose a little bit of the width, right? When you redo it, I'd have to look know. at the cut because I know, and if we could see this, um, instead of just the traditional bevel edge that I have on my pairing, they got a slight taper yeah. to get and to get into. And if you chipped a corner, uh, the leading edge, the leading edge is the same all the way across. Mm-hmm. Like the cutting edge. However, mm-hmm. it does have so instead of those, you know, real steep angles on on different yep. kinds of chisels, depending on what kind of chisels they are, these are like a lot thinner and yep. more streamlined because like it'll let you tails. get in the corner. Get yeah. into the corners. That's why that point or that edge or that point on the to get into uh the nooks and crannies of dovetails. Yeah. yeah. And Save some people man, use a uh, some people use a fishtail to get mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess now this one should just be the one that I use to scrape off glue. You know, no. I use I use a fishtail to get in there, and I use Still actually shark. a shark's. I use a shark's mouth with his teeth to do the dovetails. Nice, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I use my oscillating tool the all the time to cut dovetails. Yeah, Day's my Vectoro. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works really well. Clean, clean cut. So, Ronnie. I got a little inspired speaking about hand tools. You know how I told you when we, you and Cam were at the shop and we were using your hand plane, it was mm-hmm. a bevel up, low angle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vic just sent me a Melbourne tool company, a bevel up smoother. Oh, cool. And I was but... tinkering, tinkering around with it this weekend. Wow. That's one hell of a plane. I was going to do a, a video yesterday, but one of the boys got sick. So we kind of just. Chris came over and we just messed around and did some B-roll of sharpening the blade out of the box. And you'll see it. I'm going to put it up against my four and a half Lee Nielsen, but first thoughts on it. It's really nice. So I got a, a new smoother in the shop to bevel up. Cool. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Vic wanted my thoughts on it. So he sent it to me and I'll do a, a quick uh, to do video on the difference between bevel down and bevel up. Um, you know, that also reminds me, um, I think it's this Saturday at 
um, Lost Art Press. Yes. Lee Nelson is having a tool event. Um, it's the first one they've had in four years. Is it this weekend? I thought it was like in uh, March or April. I think it's the 24th. If that's this weekend, that's because today's the 5th. That's a time <laughs> warp there. Oh, wait a minute. I, what I was thinking was it was right before WorkbenchCon, and yes, we would be able to go. You're right. Yeah. I'll tell you this, this month, I already in my head think I've already spent it. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah. I got that next weekend, I got this. In my mind, I'm already to the end of February, in my mind. Like, mm. I feel like the winter, what I call winter is really like that Christmas through February time that I yeah. feel like that I kind of get some time to do. I feel like we're already blowing through that. And it's like, I know. we're coming up on spring already. So Phew. that's, it's shocking. I, I think February is going to be a blur. So I got one for you guys. You want to talk about a blur this last year? Do you know what today's the anniversary of? The Festival Recharge event that you guys were Ooh, at. Oh, yeah. Really? That, really? And yeah. then you were there for the build-off, too. That's how wow. That's a fast the year, year went. Yeah. yeah. WorkbenchCon is one of my year markers. Mm-hmm. And it's always amazing to me how fast it seems like it comes every year and just and then right after that it's like a blur of the spring summer type work mm. and it just we just go right back into it again i think at workbench con this year i might have a couple of beers <laughs> just a couple every 10 minutes you're saying yeah. that you think you're going to get the the bartender staff to wait on you twice is what you're saying yeah <laughs> good luck good luck so we got to we got to we got to talk about that <laughs> god here when we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, I keep, I don't know how many times I've said this on the podcast. Your son made me laugh so much while waiting for that table. He was wound up. I think he had too many sprites. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> keep giving him sprites at the hotel. That's all he can drink. Remember when we had all those people up. in that, that parking garage elevator and it wouldn't yeah. go anywhere? That it was frightening, man. Yeah, we all were like ready to go. Or we didn't go. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. So it are um are you all I know you said that the sun was out in Indianapolis. Is it also warmer there, like substantially warmer? Uh in the morning it's still freezing. Like yeah. today was twenty nine when I woke up at four. And then it got to I think fifty today, maybe mid forties. Yeah, we were I think we were it was in, like, like fifty five today. We were Wicked. low sixties, like sixty two, sixty three range, and it's wow. That's a you forget how much it's, uh, and some people are sitting in Florida th- laughing at us right now, but you forget what it's like to have, to not be out and your face burning from cold. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Very nice. Um, cool. I actually played golf yesterday. I'm sure there's a lot of people burning up the courses right now. There, I... there was. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that I went with Ryan. We went and played uh, at Eagle Creek and it was packed full of people, but we went at like one thirty, and it was a nice little breeze blowing, but it, you know, it was like 50, 51, man, it got freaking cold towards the end of the round. Like I was just like, I want to get out of here. I don't enjoy this. Like, let's, let's be done. The sun was going down. It was behind the trees. So it was like yeah. shade. Oh, it felt awful. Yeah. yeah, this is the time of the year that I've realized that even when we have a warm streak, the light is so short. You're going to get that weather from like one o'clock to maybe three thirty-four, and then when that sun starts, all of a sudden you're like, "Well, why? Why is it getting cold?" It's like three right. and a half hours of 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 a warm, and then it just drops yep. off. 
Uh, yeah, I worked on my window seat yesterday. I think I finally get it all figured out. So the I hinges. think it's going to be fast forward from here. Oh, cool. I woke yeah. up I woke up at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I think it was 2 in the morning Saturday or th- or Friday. And I came downstairs and I sat in the kitchen and thought a few things. And I said, you know what? Some of that framing is not going to work. And I just figured it out, drew it up, went into the office, drew it up. And I went, okay, now I'll go back to sleep. I think I got it all figured out. So I worked on it. It was pretty fun. I had to mill more lumber. Yeah. But it was cool. That's what a drag. That's the hardest part about those is figuring those out sometimes. Got to mill yeah. more lumber. Well, yeah, hey, Sedge, I... maybe maybe this year sometime you'll really enjoy milling lumber because you'll have a better machine in your in your shop. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Will that give me an emoji? Oh, a praying emoji? Yeah, no, no praying emoji. No. This is this is. I horrible. thought like a I thought like a Buddha was gonna yeah. jump up. I think if you do two, it's yeah. fireworks. Boom! No boom, way! Boom, boom! Yep, I learned that today on. So this also works on FaceTime. No, it's kidding. exactly the same on FaceTime. Yeah. Really? What, Ronnie? I yours doesn't wow. do it, right? I'm on my MacBook. Well, try. Yeah. I don't yeah. two, two thumbs up. Hold them. Hold them. Hold. Why does it not work? Yeah. Now I don't know if I've updated my software. That could be. It Maybe. could be that. Yeah. So I don't update. That's kind of cool. Oh, speaking of that, I have a question for you all that I think, and instead you may know the answer. What Chris does. Um. Storage, video storage. Now, I know what Jason does because I saw it when I was at his house. You've got a Synergy NAS. Uh, Synology, yeah. Synology, yeah. yeah I, I saw it, and then I've been looking, and I'm like, that's what Jason had at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, How much storage sto- is in that? They're customizable. So his, Mine, like 48 terabytes? Thirty. It's either 36 or 48. Wow. I so, know... I was this. Oh, hang on. Something just went awry here. You sound the same. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something's happening. Sorry. So I just the reason, lost. The reason why I ask is the footage on our boat build right now. Like yeah. I've started the editing. We're yeah. over a terabyte. Holy moly. We're over a terabyte. And wow. The SSD, I have like a SSD high speed drive. Mm-hmm. It was up to a terabyte size, and I thought, oh, there'll be plenty. It wasn't big enough. Like, I already started running out of room, so I have a four terabyte one on order that I'm mm-hmm. going to use until I figure out the other part. I have a five terabyte drive for backups that's slower, but the f- high-speed drive is a four that I ordered, four or five, yeah, four, that I need just to get this video out, but I'm going to have to look at something like going forward and what's crazy as i'm i still treat video kind of like i'm getting it developed at the local drugstore i don't Mm -hmm. just let it run we only record when there's something that's like we want to get this want to get this want to get this so i have like you know 30 second 45 second minute and a half clips and that's added up to a terabyte blows me away what what are you filming in 4k Mm -hmm. that's your problem i know but the same time it's like you know what i like about it and this is, it helped me on my floating shelf video. I realized when I got home on the floating shelf video that I didn't have a shot of, I said I was matching the shelves to the floor 
joist, the four beams, the, the ceiling. And I looked at my video and I had a shot where they were up in the ceiling. I actually zoomed the video into the ceiling. Yes. And you can't even tell it. You cannot even tell it's a zoomed in shot for, for B-roll. So yeah, I like that part of it that you can cut in and out and mm. it doesn't show. But it 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 takes some space. Man, oh, yeah. It's that, that's honestly the only... Uh, the only benefit I have found to 4K, nothing else, uh, yeah. it, like that my naked eye would, would ever see. But it is so great because you you no can just thing. do it in one angle or mm -hmm. one, uh, you know, wide aperture, like not not have to zoom in all the time. You can just do it. And then when you're editing the video, you just crop it to exactly what you want. Works yeah. great. But the file sweet. sizes are it's Huge. crazy. It's crazy. So I may have to back off just because of that, because they are so big. But um, I so don't know. What I've what I've always done up until this point is I've used external hard drives and yeah, these little super fast high speed uh, SSD that's scan what, disk. That's, that's what, what Chris uses. Yeah. He Chris has got everything we've saved. I asked See, him yesterday, I'm, and he goes, "Yeah, I just but I just keep upgrading memory SD." Really well. Well, I, when I bought this terabyte, when I was like, "Well, this will be definite for this one for right now, it'll be fine." And I'm working on the video the second night, and it says I'm out of space, and I was like, "What? I'm out of space?" <laughs> I look, and it was like it was full. And I did the thing where you delete your render files and all that, and it's still it was. So I ordered another one. Um, I ordered a Samsung four terabyte one so I can get through this project and worry about later. But I really like the idea of Jason's setup. I saw you know I've seen a lot of people do with that, but. It's it's nice. Um, I kind of have a little bit of a love hate relationship with it, but I think it's it's more that I'm trying to get used to it. So, um, for the, for those that are listening that don't know what it is, I basically made my own cloud. Right. That essentially that's what I did. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not without the help of uh, Steve, one of our wonderful patrons, uh, helped me out a ton, and Joel actually from Grit Automation. But he. The, the way that it works now is so like I try to not keep anything on my computer. Well, I've created a network so I can save everything to it. What's really great about it, not just the fact that it's a huge amount of storage, is What's that going on? anybody, I don't know, you're, you're froze up right now. Yeah, but um, you can hear me and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I have no um, idea why I'm froze. Try, uh, try turning off your video. And then turning it back on and see if that okay, triggers it. Stop video. There we I'm go. Sure it, Good to go. There you are. I'm sure it helps with Nicole also now working. It with does. Your, yeah. Yeah. That's what's great yeah. is that we all I can give anybody access and we all we have access to the same folders. It's really nice. Here's the here's the downside. Um, getting files onto it is a very time consuming task, especially when you have terabytes of information that you're trying to transfer now. Think of it like this: you're you're doing it over, you know, Wi-Fi. Um, now, if you have a wired connection to your computer, yes, it would obviously be faster. Um, but you can also take your external hard drives, and you can plug them directly into the NAS. And when you go into your network, you'll see it'll show like just like a regular computer, it'll show gotcha. whatever. You can take those files and drag them. So what? What I have to do now, where it's affected me the most from a video uh, point of view, was I was thinking, okay, well, I'll just put all of my new content onto this NAS, and then I'll 
I'll import that those video files from the NAS, so from the cloud, into Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. Boy, does that not work well, right? Really? Because, yeah, it takes forever to import them Lag. as opposed to if it's on my desktop. Yeah. You know, in a folder, I just literally drag them in there and they're there automatically. So what I do now on a new video um, is, let's say I go out, I filmed me doing dovetails today. I would come in, I would put them in a folder on my desktop. I would edit that video. When all of that video editing is done, then I would transfer then, yeah. that file to my NAS. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's um, you, you, The NAS is your final holding for the yeah. videos. Is your final right. storage in case you have to go back to it. And it's mirroring Correct. too. It's mirroring the drive so you won't have like a failure. Yeah. Well, I also want to back it up. Uh, I've been told mm -hmm. that by multiple people. They're like, even though you have the NAS... They can fail, so make sure you get a cloud uh, backup service. You know, you pay like ten bucks a month or whatever, and get yeah. fifty terabytes or whatever it is, or yeah. unlimited. Even some of them. It's just another one of those challenges that people don't realize that you have to face. <laughs> of storage, it's like it video just eats it up so fast. It's crazy, um, and also SD cards. It's like you think you're like, oh, I'll get a you know terabyte SD card. It'll last forever. They don't. And you don't no. want to delete it off from there either because that's still one of like your source files. I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to delete it off the SD card. Just get another one. You know, it's like Oh, you gosh. I format mine after every video. I don't think I've ever formatted an SD card ever. I always just keep them. I just I think of them as almost another storage locate, like, you know. Yeah, keep in mind too, I delete everything that I think's not worth keeping. So it's down to just good stuff, but yeah. They're relatively cheap, but yeah, that's a new challenge I'm working through, but I am making leeway on, I'm trying to get three videos completed before I launch them. And so, I'm trying to figure out where the cutoff point is. Let, let, let's talk about this. I know that we're kind of just naturally filtering into that oh. topic that I said we could chat about. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we don't need to get, <laughs> this isn't Yeah, funny, right? Woo! <laughs> so one of our, one of our patrons, uh, Kenneth Hayes, um, wrote a message to me asking if we would be able to do a little bit more of a deeper dive on the video editing side and the content creation side of things. Um, just due to time, I don't think we'll be able to get super detailed in it uh, in this one, but I think we can talk some things. And the two things specifically, Sedge, I know that on the editing side, um, you're not going to have a lot that you want to add to it. However, the reason why I still think it's valuable is because you do what I wish I was doing, and that is use somebody to do these things. Um, and I think that there's value in that. But the other thing I want to talk about is like, how do you guys, when you're thinking of content to create, this applies to all of us. Um, how, how do you decide what you're going to do? Like, what's that thought process for you? Said you've been doing it at a festival for years. Ronnie, you've been doing it with your channel for years. I've been doing it and I've gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. So like for me, for the longest time, I was not deliberate about my content. The way that I came up with content ideas was from my audience. So I'd get two, three, four, ten, you know, whatever people ask me about something that they saw in the previous video that I did. And I'm like, oh, that's an easy opportunity to do a YouTube video. And so what that ended up creating for me and my channel, and this was the slowest growth on my channel, um, and it was all during COVID. 
which is so weird because you'd think that most people's channels would have blown up during COVID because everybody was sitting at home watching YouTube. I had the very opposite effect. Um, all my metrics were very low. And I think the reason was, is because I was all over the damn place. You know, one week I was doing a video on the LR32 system. And the next week I'm talking about installing a, a door. And the next week I'm talking about X tool. And here I'm do doing a shop organization thing. Like I was just all over the place based on what people were asking. Now I, I feel like I'm a little bit more deliberate with it. You are, you right? are like, I see, especially it. this year, right? Because once you've established a channel, like, you know, both of you know this, certain things work well on your channel, right? Whatever it is, whether it's Instagram, like, you know, that certain things are always going to be a better performer than others. Well, in the past, I would still do those things that weren't, you know, stellar performers. But now I'm like, well, I know that cabinetry related stuff and I know that tool stuff does well on my channel because the metrics say that. Why do I not start leaning into that more? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that has caused me now this year, especially to come up with a schedule and to be more deliberate about what we're doing. And that, like, because if I'm going to take my time away from doing something else to go out and film a video, it's got to be a video that's going to be beneficial to me. Right. So, like, that's probably the biggest thing that, that leads into my decision making at this point is how is this piece of content going to provide for me, right? Not, oh, you know, this one person asked for it. I figure I could do it. It's easy video. No. Time is money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. But. Here it but. is. There's the big but. No, here's what I'm just thinking. It just hit me. I was with you the whole time and I started thinking, you know, you probably look at it a little differently than others do mm -hmm. because you have a lot of experience on YouTube. You have a lot of videos out there. You have probably, you're probably harder on yourself about what is a good video and what's a bad video. You know, one that has what some people would think was amazing numbers. You're probably like, huh, oh, that one didn't do very well. Right. Um, I think maybe when people are starting out, like the, and any video idea they have is a, is really a good one because you're getting experience and you're getting, mm -hmm. you're getting, uh, you're, there's another foot in the fire. Is that what it is? <laughs> foot in the fire. Iron in the fire. Iron in the fire. Iron in the fire. Don't I'm put like, your feet yeah, in the fire. You can put your foot. Yeah. If you want to put your foot in the fire. fire. I don't know. I was like, that's that like, is, my great grandma sounds like something that. off the what, podcast would do. I don't know why my yeah. great grandmother said foot in the fire. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, no, they so, walk uh, off the cut walks on the coals all the time. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, Jason, you're probably at a stage now where you actually are m even more purposeful because it's you're looking at the time and what the what the output put of it is going to be, and you're more critical about it of what mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that a lot of when you start putting out things, if it even even a few people watch it, you're like, awesome. I had a 15 people watched it this week. You know, it's right. like, and it changes as you do more, I think. Um, well, I but, think that that's actually a very interesting thing to bring to the conversation is that it's all about what level you're at in the process, right? So <laughs> everybody changes. Like you, what you're talking about basically is you're like, well, I'm, I'm willing to just do more because I want to get more content out there. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's all relative. You look, oh, here's a good example. I consider my YouTube channel to be an unsuccessful woodworking YouTube channel. And I know that people, you know, will, will hear me say that and they'll be like, you're are insane. Look how many subscribers you have, but from a numbers perspective and how many videos I have and how long I've been on the platform, 
it, it's, it's disappointing to me when I see some of these other channels, good for them, but it's disappointing to me. But in their mind, they're like, are you kidding me? I'd kill to have that. And it's like, well, you're just at a different, you're at a different point and that's fine. But you have to go through those different phases to learn and get to the point where you do start, start prioritizing things based mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, are they going to be lucrative? I mean, a really good example of this in the community is Matt Outlaw from 731. He found out what works on his channel and he leaned into it and it is, it's paying dividends for him. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job, right? But that's his thing now. But that wasn't the way it was two years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think maybe doing those videos that you did when you were answering questions and things that people brought up, it was giving you experience. It was making you more efficient at creating the videos and kind of getting your practice in. It, it uh, was, right. it's an evolution is yeah, what absolutely. it's all about. And yeah. it's, it's funny because you see it. Uh, the friends I have on YouTube and I watch the videos, you see where it's progressing. So Ronnie, you're right. The the way Jason had started, he was saying was because he it's from questions, but he saw the views of the questions that he was looking at. And he's, he's, I know, cause we talk about this all the time. It's cabinetry and tools, right? Mm -hmm. Chase. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's an, it's how you evolve. Yeah. I mean, yes, I've been in front of a camera for quite a few years. I, uh, I can't do scripts. Uh, no, I cannot. Do, I know Ben, Ben does scripts. Uh, he had talked about it before. I have outlines mm -hmm. and I never wing it, but shame on me if I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Follow me. So mm -hmm. you, I find, I look at the views and I look at comments because I can gauge the audience and what it meant to them. And I am getting into that. I'm evolving now on the Sedge Tool channel where I know what people want, and but I still do videos that I think I like doing these videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everybody knows my formula. Big D asked the question. I'm teaching. I can't tell how many people reach out and say, I wish I was Big D. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be in that shop with you, Sedge. Uh, case in point, I couldn't wait for Cam to come up here so I could teach him how to share. I was thinking of that when you said that just now. I'm like, yeah, that that's, was really fun for him. And that's my too. formula. I love passing it forward, passing it on. Um, one of the best experiences I had, you know, when we had the Christmas party, guys, um, my grandson Gray was up here and he said, Hey, Pops. And I go, Where'd you come up with Pops? He goes, Frankie and I lost it. And I went out and, um, we did a miter joint and he dominoed together with me and I gave him that piece going home and I went, that's what means the most to me. Danny, my other grandson, who's much older now, he was always in my shop. So I guess I, it was a natural progression for me to start working for Festool 17 years ago. And um, they tried to script me those first few years. And I've seen a couple videos, Christian or, uh, CEO held on to him. And when I started doing Festool Sedge, which is Sedge Tool Tips now, uh, he goes, boy, he goes, you have evolved. It's because it's the spontaneity and there's no control. Are you guys following me? Mm -hmm. I it, 
it's not that I'm winging it. It's shame mm. on me if I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I think you're, they're allowing you to be yourself because I know I can say I went to a festival class in 2009 and it was exactly the same Sedge who's on YouTube now. It was and, the same thing in that class. And you know? I, I always pride on myself on getting better and better and better. Even to, even to today, I was working on something up there. So when I knew the formula and when the pandemic hit, I, the boys and I were the only ones there for quite a few months. And I just said, let's start this. And I asked them and they go, hell yeah, we want to be involved. And we got into the shop that first Sunday morning and I'll never forget it. I started doing something. I went, doesn't feel right. It didn't feel right. So I said, big D come over here and ask me a question. And it flowed. And I went, I have to be teaching somebody in front of a camera. And, and that's that, that's how I came up with that formula. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, it, will that keep working? I think it does. Oh, yeah. Uh, we shot B footage uh, Sunday, uh, Chris and I, because Big D's really, really sick right now. He's not doing good today either. And uh, Chris goes, let's just shoot B footage. I go, yeah. I go, because I want to teach Derek, the difference between bevel up and bevel down and the difference between that new hand plane and the one I've had for 30 something years. And uh, it's it's part of my right arm, <laughs> you know, so it's but I wanted to get his feel on it. And I guess that's my formula. If somebody wants to know, I think it shows on the camera and I live on spontaneity. Because it's, I feel it's more authentic. Now, there's sometimes we shot videos and I went, oh, God, work your magic there, Mr. Siebert. And then he sends them to me. He could send it to me an hour later. He's that good. And I look at it, I go, holy crap, did that come out nice? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, and then sometimes I have a correction or two because I made a mistake with a couple of numbers. And maybe we reshoot it or he just takes that part out of it. But right. that's the process we have. And then Der uh, Derek handles all the social media stuff. Uh, I, I do the YouTube now because when Derek had a situation for quite a few months, he was kind of out of the mix, but he's back and he's doing some cool things. Can you say plans? And uh, it's really cool because I think it works for us now. Mm -hmm. I have a full-time job. Chris does too. Derek's interviewing. Uh, so we all have full, we will all still have full-time jobs and we meet just on the weekends and it's not our full-time job for YouTube or anything, but maybe someday it will be. Um, I'm not in a hurry, but we have evolved about what we're going to create of content. Now I, I struck a, I struck something the last video, uh, and this came from a question that somebody had, and they reached out to me either on Discord, oh no, on Beers with the Boys with Sean. He said, said you got to do something about showing what's in that wall in the drawers, you know? So mm -hmm. I did a video on that, what's in the drawers, and a lot of people loved it. But this recent one was a beginning, and I said it, beginning of a little bit of a shop tour, but it was like things I've done in this shop over the years and what I've done in other shops to save some time. 
and I went through lumber storage. I started opening up some of the drawers and talking about workflow. Mm -hmm. And I was anxious to see how many views we got. We got over, I think it's 10,000 now. And I was like, okay. So I've known this because I talk to Jason all the time and the, the amount of shops he's gone through and those do well, don't they setting up shop? Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm going, maybe I should stop. I should start doing some more of organizing because mm-hmm. people are anxious. And that came from that question. So am I, am I catering to the viewer a little bit? But I'm also seeing Sean wasn't the only one who wanted to see was it what was in my drawers mm-hmm. <laughs> and how I organized the drawers, right? Yeah. More people want to see that. And then I thought about this, and I was on the phone with Drew Witt, and he goes, there's a lot of people out, Sedge, that don't know what you know, and they're frustrated, and they want somebody to give them some advice. And I went, ah. So... I think everybody know. Hey, there he is. There's Maxim. Look at you. Sorry. Hi, Max. <laughs> okay. Didn't, Hi, didn't mean to steal the show here. Oh, you, oh he could steal any show. <laughs> Max, say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. No, say hi. <laughs> is that a beer he's drinking? Is that beer yes, milk? Yes, it's beer. Beer milk, yeah. It's milk with a little bit of Maker's Mark in it. Helps so, him sleep. You know, the um, only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say is be authentic, like I always say, and you will. The person who reached out and asked this question, you will find your formula. It's just I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a lot of work. Yes, it is because you think you nailed a video, and you don't get a lot of views. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic. Um. I find myself, it's funny, Jason's saying, answering questions. I have a list on my notepad all the time of people asking. I'm like, I do need to make a video about that. But I rarely get to it because it takes so much time. But I have an impressive list of those kind of things. So I'm starting to tackle a little differently, kind of like what Jason said with these, like, being more purposeful. Like, there's things that have stood out big, like people want another van tour. Like, I've never did an official van tour video. Mm-hmm. And that's on this week's task list because of the weather. It's like 50s all week. I'm like, if I'm going to do that and get it out this winter, I have to do it. So I'm planning on doing that this week, getting that knocked out. It just, like you said, it takes so much time, especially when you're doing all parts of it yourself. It just takes time. And I've got to figure out where to find that time. But So it, I, I feel like it's fair to, to state, you know, the because we all have different ideas on this and we're all at different levels, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, this timeline of, of experiences and, and doing these things on the social media perspective, um, and a platform perspective. When I say be more purposeful, it, I mean, I do mean like if I'm going to spend time, you know, I want to do videos that are going to be monetarily beneficial to me and my family, obviously, like this is a job. This is my, what pays my bills now. But just like with any other hobby, right? When you turn it into a job, it isn't as fun anymore. And and that same thing applies. So content creation, you're still dealing with customers. Those customers are brands. Yep. yep. 
you still have requirements. You still have things that you need to do. It's you just still a different have a boss. client. You still have a boss. <laughs> yes. You still have a lot of back and forth emails. You still have all these things. And if if you realize what works for you, and then you're like, I'm going to lean into this. And then you're just making a lot of the same content over and over and over again. It may get to a point, and I worry about this because you know I want... I have all these cabinet series videos that are already planned out. Nicole and I have already made like, it's, it's good to go. We're, we're going to execute this. That's going to be months of content, very similar content, but it'll probably do really well across the board, right? It's probably going to bring a bunch more people to my channel. It's going to make me a ton of money on ad revenue, all these different things. But I also want to do other things. And I also, I don't want it to get to a point where I, I dread okay, mm. this week I need to go in the shop mm. and this is my filming week and I have to film this series again and then edit it again and then I can, you know, F off for the next three weeks, right? Which is kind of the plan that we're working towards. But um, I don't want it to become like a chore, yeah. which is where this spontaneous video things are still so important because mm -hmm. that is like your sanity, you know, like, I don't want to do another tool video. Like I want to talk about this one thing that I'm passionate about and you talk about it. Um, where I'm trying to merge those two ideas together. I'm glad we talked about this because it, it really shows me how I need to be merging this, right? The way that I'm trying to do it is come up with a purposeful schedule of things that I know work on a minimum basis and have that planned out for half of the year. So I know exactly what I need to do and when I have other stuff, I can fit it in in between. Yeah, you want to be flexible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to plan a video every week, right? Gonna say Maybe I'm going to plan. You got to go. Okay. Uh, one every two weeks, and then if we have a sponsor opportunity that comes up that's really cool, guess what? I can put that put a video out in between, right? But I don't want to stress about it. No. And finding that, finding that that you know that common ground among the two different things I think is important instead of just winging it all the time. Yes. I, I think that's very important. And cause like you said, I think some people, I not some people, I would say 99% of the people go, it would be so cool to make videos and, and then work with companies and you just work for yourself, do whatever you want. The more companies you work with, the more you're checking your email, waiting for a response, waiting for an approval, waiting for a response for your contract that you said you're having to send a W nine. It's like Kelly now is my W nine sender. And I, I will send her, it almost sometimes is every other day. I'm like, send W I'm here, send it here, send it here. I had a company who sent me some things to try out. This is the first time this has happened. Ask me for my W9 because mm -hmm. they're going to, they're going to take the, the cost of that merchandise the value, yeah. in W9. That's never happened before. I'm like, whatever. I mean, my W9 is like, I'm just giving it out to everybody. Um, but I think that's where it's important to do things. Like you said, they're passionate about that aren't all four brands and four because like I made the decision not to make these boat videos be tied to any type of sponsor because I quickly saw as I was talking to some of them they were going to tell me how to do the project and I was like right. no it's a big enough challenge mm -hmm. I am not going to have somebody go oh well make sure you show this and do this and do this I'm like no I'm trying to get it done and, and in all reality you know this were boat epoxy companies it's funny as of this week I'll have used every company that I'm aware of their products because just like anything else 
everybody doesn't have all the products and I'm doing all the research and one person will come up with this company, another one, they have this really awesome product. So I'm so glad I'm not tied into one product mm. brand line. I'm able to freely use what yeah. I want, freely talk about and freely show what I want. So well, it's maybe balance, you know? Yeah. Something you ought to consider though, because you're, you're doing all these videos and they're all going to get released at a later date. Um, I totally understand your, your mindset on not taking sponsors from like the epoxy companies because they, they want to have a part in it. We've probably talked about this on the podcast before. I maybe reach out to some of these other ones that have nothing to do with your boat bill. Yeah. That's what I would do before I would do the put other them company. Yeah. I would love, I mean, I need to send you what one of the epoxy companies sent me of what they would want me to do. And I was like, I read halfway through it. I did not read the rest of it. I was like, nope, done. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was ridiculous. It was, I was like, they wanted to own me. I was like, yeah, no, and they wanted nope. to turn it into an epoxy commercial nope. build. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. It's hard enough to get it done as is. I'm not going to, uh, no. And it's funny is that some of one of them just wanted me to do it for free product. And I was like, I will totally buy epoxy and just do whatever I want versus you giving it to me. Um, no, you know, it's just, I don't think, and a lot of companies don't understand how much effort goes into it when you're, when you're keeping the footage, when you're gearing the footage towards making sure you're promoting their brand. It changes everything sometimes. And mm -hmm. sometimes it can take away how authentic you are, you know, about it. Yeah, I think some companies look to influencers because they've been spending buku bucks on video productions over the years, these slick videos. And they look at influencers, oh, we can get it on the cheap. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. Because and they also look at it as they want it to be like a commercial that they have produced in yes. the past, but it's yep. better to not be a commercial. You know, exactly. I always say my biggest influences that go all the way back to, you know, New Yankee Workshop. I used what I saw him using in the background. I used the tools he didn't even pick up that I saw on his bench. You know, it wasn't that he said, you need to buy this. It's awesome. He would just say, I'm using my router with this. Right. So, and I'll be like, what is that? Who makes that? People That's are sick of slick. Yes. They want authenticity. They want that genuine feel. They they want to see you make mistakes and talk about them. Mm -hmm. Well, here, okay, so I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'll prove it that that's the case. I always tell people this. Look around the, the tool industry and all the different brands and companies and on their YouTube channels, which they obviously have YouTube channels. They think it's important to have that presence. None of them have massive followings and that's the brand itself, right? What, you know, the videos themselves don't get as many views as the guy down the street, you know, that made a video about this because that idea, like Sedge was talking about that, that mindset of this is the brand talking to me. So of course they're going to say it's good. I want to find a regular guy like me, right? So the way I look at what I think people are doing now is people are utilizing the brand to be made aware of the item and to get that technical hard data from the company. And then what are they doing? They're taken to YouTube and they're trying to find people that they trust that will talk about the thing that they're interested in, right? That's how I think people work now. I know it's the way I do, but I think for the most part, they're always looking for that person that's that authentic, that Mm -hmm. That relatable person, again, 
trust is so important in that conversation. Yep. But that's why these brands, you know, yeah, they might spend, you know, Festival. Festival might spend 50 grand on a, a, a product launch video. And then they can spend, you know, 50 grand on seven influencers that have seven different YouTube channels and make seven videos and get way more views. Um, it, it's very interesting. This whole, this whole side of, of things, man, we could end up talking about this for freaking hours. It is. But like you said, it's just like anything else. Just like when I left the corporate world to do quote, just woodworking, I quickly saw if I devoted my business to just woodworking, I was going to mm -hmm. get burned out right. and because I didn't want to build a team and I wanted it to be all me. And with, when it's all you, there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I knew it was going to take the fun out of it. So that's why I diversified and started doing some products and some other things instead of just woodworking, because I knew that that would be the end of me. <laughs> that would be a seven day a week, yeah. you know, just to try to earn what mm -hmm. I was trying to, what, I, what my targets were. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the same with content creation. I think you mm -hmm. can, you can definitely become burnout, especially if you're doing, for example, oh, yeah. all paid ads. If you're doing all pay and you're not doing oh. things you just want to do because you want to do them, you know, that's yeah. mm -hmm. probably those videos do better. The ones that you just did because you wanted to do them versus ones that you were told that you need to do. Say, you know? and that's, it's, it's weird because companies reach out to me. Okay. I'll ask you guys, how many 3d printers uh, uh -huh. companies reach out to you every week? I, every day. I cannot every accept week, I mean. I cannot accept any of that because I don't, it's not that I don't believe in it. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll get into it. And I listen to you guys talking about like this bamboo thing and that's cool. Okay. But if I cannot like look at my affiliates, I believe in their products. 100%. Hello, Kaizen, right? Uh, Taylor Toolworks is an affiliate. They got great stuff. Okay. I've bought their stuff. I love it. I, everybody knows I love that AccuBur, okay, and uh, ESO products because the owner Hans I consider a friend and I've known him for a very very long time. I've spent some time with him at Festool. He's come in, talked to people there. Just a wonderful, wonderful gentleman. And then I got introduced to other people, and there's a guy who's on uh, the engineering staff, Bill Height, and he's he used to be a uh, end user. They used to mm -hmm. come into the classes. He's been to a couple classes with me. And and then there's Noah, who's fantastic. But that, to me, I can show people stuff that I believe in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person that says, oh, this company's going to give me all this product, and I got to do A, B, and C. No, I can't do that. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, I just can't. I have to believe in a product first. Like, okay, so Bessie Clamps? I've used them for over 35 years in my shop. I believe in them. And guess, guess what I learned about Bessie? You said it, Ronnie. Norm. Mm -hmm. I was watching him, and I was like, what is that clamp? Yeah. That's... And guess what? Full circle, I told him that at a dinner once, him and I <laughs> hanging out. I go, oh, you, you suckered me into those Bessie clamps. And he goes, oh. <laughs> You know, but it's just fun. I And... That's the thing, and I'll go back to over 40 years ago. They started the DIY the, the DIY uh, programming. 
period. They're the godfathers of it. Why did people watch those guys? Because they were genuine. They were authentic. They knew their stuff. And then I hear people to this day going, oh, yeah, that was a... I go, you have a job because of them. Mm -hmm. You know? They told people, they made people believe that they could do it themselves. Yeah. They have taught so many home builders, so, all these contractors. They grew up watching them, and they made them believe they could do it themselves. They went to a trade school because they liked what they saw because those guys worked well together, and they knew their stuff, and they created things with their hands. It's just it's amazing what they started. Yeah, but people don't I'm, give people don't give them enough homage. They don't give them enough, you know, credit. I think when I met Tom Silva, that's what I said to him. Similar, I said, "You're the reason why I went down the Festool Traxall rabbit hole." <laughs> I said, "I saw you use it," and he was like, "Yeah, I love that fest. I love the fest." He calls it. He calls fest. it fest. He always says yeah. fest. Yeah, he's like. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, "What's he talking about fest?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess that's Festool." But it his eyes lit up because I think he gets told the same thing when he's like, oh, I love watching you on this. He's like, okay. I was like, no, I saw you use it. I even told him when I saw him use it. And I was like, what is that saw? And it had black tape on it. Yep. <laughs> they had it covered up. And I noticed he grabbed that when he had to do that precision cut. Yep. I was like, that saw is better than that other one that they use. What is that? That was cool. That's all so, it took. So you'll appreciate this. You know, the window seat. Um, I used the track saw yesterday because I'm doing my template on the top part of it. And you know the two walls that come out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Marianne freaked out when I put the original piece in there. She's going, the walls are that far out? Over 88 uh, inches. I'll give it an imperial. You ready? It's out two inches. One wall oh, wow. is sticking out two inches. So it's caused a quite a conundrum about how I'm going to get that middle He's mm-hmm. ripped at 90 going out for the uh, door she wants with the yeah. hinges. So I think I figured it out. It, but it, boy. It, you know what? That is one that can be a real big brain teaser to people who are very literal. You have to look at what do people see and what does their eyes yes. see. So that's yes. the same as like on crown molding. I always say, don't worry about where it meets the ceiling. You could have a half inch gap in places. It doesn't matter. That nope. can be filled and no one will see it. It's Ever. the line. It's the line of the molding. And same with that yeah. window seat. People are going to see, is it straight across the 88 yeah. inches? Does it touch from end to end or does it have the same amount of offset? They are not going to know if it's two inches off. Right. They yeah, won't but know. what was cool about it, guys, is how would I have done that? That track saw is amazing. I, w- I freaked out. I saved the piece to show Jason when he's up at the shop next. It's amazing how far out it was. But how would I have done that But prior? Mm-hmm. Of course, strapping a straight edge, getting a regular circular saw, getting a ratty cut. But now uh, I just put that on there. And Mar- like Marianne said, and her eye caught it because I had it out there. But when I trimmed it perfectly flush, yeah. she goes, I don't see it anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. They, I- the track saw has been a superstar on the boat build. There's been so many things that Cameron and I were like, if we didn't have this, it would be so much harder, mm-hmm. especially the transom on the back. It's yeah. like 12 degree angle. The transom, like think of the board on the back. It's 12 degrees on the sides and 10 degrees on the, what we call the bottom of it. 
mm-hmm. all different sight, different angles. And I've watched some people that have posted things and they're like, this is really tough. This takes a long time. You got to use a saw. You got to set up. You got to use a hand plane and get it down. I just put the track on there and I just did it. And I was like, okay, that's done. It's like, <laughs> it's like cheating. And you know, it's been great. And I've used the track saw a lot without the track. I've been using it. I've been setting oh, the cool. depth and I've been doing some things where it would be like, normally you would take like a, a, a hand saw or a pull saw and do it. I'm tr- I trust the, the saw enough to just run it up with the blade just deep enough for like the quarter or three eighths inch. And it's saved a ton of time. People forget that you can use those saws without the track. They work yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have a track on it all the time. Well, I made, awesome. curve cuts. I made curve cuts with it. I think I have I have that actually that footage. It'll be in the video. The um the long cut that's 17 feet long. Yeah. It's a scarfed piece and it's a long curve. And I just put the saw up and just cut the curve. It cuts curves great. That's crazy, man. That's Very nice. Stuff. I'm actually excited to watch that series once you start releasing them. I'm um, excited too. I just don't know when I'm ever going to get it done. <laughs> yeah. You, you hey, release it I, in the winter, next so, winter. Uh, no, it, it actually won't be. But I do think, what would your suggestion be? One more question. What would your suggestion be on the length of video? My current thinking is I would like for it to be around 30 to 45 minutes long, the first three. Yeah, do it. I mean, here's the bottom line. My opinion when it comes to length of videos, um, longer stuff performs, tends to perform better. It's going to earn you way more money on ad revenue, um, like over double in some cases. Uh, I just don't worry about it. Right. It is what it is. If, if, yeah, if, if the video is engaging and it's keeping people on there, then you're going to have a high average view duration. If it just sucks from the get go, then people are ditching out of it and then it's not going to do well. So, but don't be like 20 minutes is that sweet spot. People actually really enjoy going and watching these longer videos. I'm I'm really starting to notice that. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. That kind of matches with it. Okay. That's good to know. Cool. But I, uh, Kenneth to, we we didn't talk about the video editing. So I, I apologize. Uh, maybe one of these days when I get some time, I can do like a quick video uh, Zoom recording uh, and actually upload that to Patreon since he's a patron wow. there. And, and there's plenty of other people in our Patreon community that are all getting more serious about content creation. So they'd probably get some value out of that. But I, gentlemen, have got to go finish packing. Nice. And I need to... Uh, I got a message from Jesse while we were on this call asking if I could go ahead and book a rental car. So I need to do that now. Hey, safe travels, brother. Yeah. Thank you so fun. much. I got an yeah. early flight tomorrow. Mm. Got to leave here at like four. Yep. yep. It's better to travel early. Yep. yep. But we thank thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank yes. you. Oh, we got to say bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you everybody for listening. If you want your chance to win our giveaways, go to patreon.com forward slash green suitors podcast and enter. And another huge thank you to our newest patron, Ken, the journeyman. Wow. Yes. That is so thank cool. Thank you to everyone. It's awesome. Thanks everybody. Have a great night. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.